Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your cause. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Guess what today is? It's my wife's birthday. <gasps> Good answer. <laughs> I did not mean to set that trap at all. That was totally organic. But you passed, my friend. You passed. Happy birthday, hun. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Happy birthday. Uh, that's better than what I had. Um, you were just thinking about it being Wednesday. I mean, I was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a special Wednesday, so hopefully there will be cake. Hopefully. That sounds great. Well, listen, on this particular Wednesday, we're continuing our discussion of Psalm 27. Yes. We got to give that a read. Absolutely. And I'm going to read from the New Century Version. Okay. Also known as the International Children's Bible. And Psalm 27, New Century Version. The Lord is my light and the one who saves me. I fear no one. The Lord protects my life. I'm afraid of no one. Evil people may try to destroy my body. My enemies and those who hate me attack me, but they are overwhelmed and defeated. If an army surrounds me, I will not be afraid. If war breaks out, I will trust the Lord. I ask only one thing from the Lord. This is what I want. Let me live in the Lord's house all my life. Let me see the Lord's beauty. Let me look around in his temple. During danger, he will keep me safe in his shelter. He will hide me in his holy tent, or he will keep me safe on a high mountain. My head is higher than my enemies around me. I will offer joyful sacrifices in his holy tent. I will sing and praise the Lord. Lord, hear me when I call. Be kind and answer me. My heart said of you, go worship him. So I come to worship you, Lord. Do not turn away from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have helped me. Do not push me away or leave me alone, God, my Savior. If my father and mother leave me, the Lord will take me in. Lord, teach me your ways. Guide me to do what is right because I have enemies. Do not let my enemies defeat me. They tell lies about me. They say they will hurt me. I truly believe I will live to see the Lord's goodness. Wait for the Lord's help. Be strong and brave and wait for the Lord's help. Amen. Amen. So I, you know, the last couple of days we've been talking about this psalm and certainly going through the life of David with it, uh, drawing some New Testament passages as well, such as the Apostle Paul. Uh, maybe there are some other people in the Bible we can identify with this psalm also. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I, I think, let, let's let's try a little trivia right now. Okay. okay. You ready? Yep. I asked the Lord to let me see his face. He set me on a rock. He covered me. I saw his goodness. I asked the Lord not to abandon me, but to go with me. Who am I? Who is Moses? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, but notice how we see all of that in the psalm. Okay. We, we see every bit of that in the psalm. David, it's like he's channeling Moses. It's like he is remembering, here's what happened with Moses, and I'm in the exact same place as Moses was, and I believe God is going to do the exact same thing for me that he did for Moses. Help me, help me flesh it out a little bit, because I, I think this adds another... Um, layer to this. So we've been talking about David's darkness being personified. You know, he's got these 
enemies and I don't know, Philistine enemies, Canaanite enemies, what have you, the king going out to battle. So as this channels Moses, who who do you see or what do you see as the darkness that that Moses is being led through? Well, okay, so when Moses so I thought your question was going to go in a different direction. Sorry, I'm having, I'm that's sorry okay. about that. That's I was okay. just kind of starting See, at this. This is one of those places of where song. we learn those communication principles. <laughs> Listen to the entire question before you start figuring out what your answer is going to be. Like the but, other one is stick to the script, Roberts. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay, so let me back up, first of all, because initially what I thought you were asking was for me to flesh out why I see Moses in here. But that will actually help me answer the question that you've asked. And the question you've asked is what darkness was Moses going through? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that kind of gets us to Moses. Okay, so let so let me let me go ahead and answer the question I thought you were asking. Why is it that I see Moses? And so I find in verse four, one thing I've asked, Lord, <clears throat> that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty or favor of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter. In the day of trouble, he will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high up on a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Okay. I certainly, so, I mean, even as you read that again, and I'm thinking Moses, I'm like, okay, well, I see how Moses spent certainly time in the tent and in the tabernacle of the Lord. Okay. I'm with you there. So remember in Exodus 33, when he asks the Lord, let me see your glory. Mm. And God's response was, okay, I'll tell you what, I will pass by you. But I'm going to have to put you, and you remember where he put him? In the cleft of a rock. Right? In the cleft of the rock. He lifted him up on the rock, and he put him in the cleft. And then what did he do? We even have a song, and there he shelters me mm. in his hand. And you see this idea of the sheltering. He will shelter me in his tent. He will cover me in his tent. He will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. So here's Moses asking to see the glory of the Lord, the face of the Lord. In fact, God says, but you can't see my face. No man can see his face. And live. And so he passes by, he declares his name, and he covers him with his hand. He gives shelter to him, but he allows him to see his goodness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all of this was part and parcel of the whole goal golden calf debacle. Israel has, okay. while Moses has been up on the mountain with the Lord, Israel has started worshiping the golden calf. That's right. God has said, that's it. Get out of the way. I'm going to wipe them out mm-hmm. and I'm going to start over with you. And Moses intercedes. And as a part of that, we get to this place where he says, I want to see your glory. But then also as part of that, as you continue reading in chapter 34, we've got Moses saying, look, if I've got your favor, you, you say that I have your favor, you say that you're with me, then go with me. Don't, don't send your angel, you go. How will the people in all these other nations even know that we have your favor if you're not the one that is going with us? Mm-hmm, and then we see in Exodus the making of the holy tent, right? the tabernacle, tabernacle, and the climax at the very end of Exodus in chapter 40 is when God comes into the tabernacle, the pillar of smoke and fire, and dwells with his people. Because what Exodus has been all about is, will God go with this people? Mm-hmm. And the thing that was the thing that was keeping God from them in the beginning is they're in Egypt. And right. Egypt will not allow them to worship the way they need to worship. So they have to get out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And we see God defeating their gods mm-hmm. and bringing the them plagues. out with mighty hands. And then the next problem is they themselves. 
mm-hmm. are the problem. They are pushing God away, and Moses has to intercede for them, and God, because of Moses' intercession, does dwell with them and does go with them, which gets us to this whole part of David's request, don't forsake me, yeah. don't, don't leave me, don't abandon me, go with me. Moses, his entire family sat there. I, I mean, it doesn't mention his father and his mother, but Aaron abandoned the Lord in that moment. Sure, he's the one carving the, the, the golden calf. But the Lord has said, because of Moses' intercession, I will go with you. Mm-hmm. All right. So now your question was, what's the dark valley? Well, all of that in Moses' day, of course, was his time in Egypt as Pharaoh is refusing to let the people go. Mm-hmm. But really in the main, this is what's really surprising is that for Moses in the main, the dark valley he's in right now is the fact that his own people have turned against the Lord. Yeah. His own people have turned against the Lord. And so now the Lord is threatening, I'm not going to go with you. I mean, I'll send my angel. I've made some promises and you know, you'll have some victory, but I'm not going to be there. Mm-hmm. And Moses is saying, Lord, please let me see your glory. Let your goodness pass before me. But there's more than just let me see this in this moment. It's it's let it stay with us. Let it go with us. And God's ultimate decision is that's exactly what I'm going to do. Why? Because God is a faithful God. He is has steadfast love, chesed. He has faithfulness, emet. He is loyal and true. And what David is doing is he's channeling that. He finds himself in a similar situation, and he remembers how God treated Moses. He remembers what God, what Moses asked God and how God responded, and David sees himself in that exact same place. And so he asks for the same thing, which, of course, gives confidence for why, one, he would ask this, and two, why he believes God's going to answer it the way he believes, because this is the way God has always dealt with his people. Did that answer your question? Quite thoroughly. (laughs) So when I was thinking about what the darkness could be. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't read your mind. What what were you thinking? No, I was just. um, I'm going to sip my coffee now. I see some some of those callbacks to Moses, too. What impresses me about Moses is how he came such a long way. Uh, In Exodus chapter 2, verses 11 through 15, he is the one who sees himself as certainly ready to be the deliverer of Israel. He did. Kills the Egyptian man, and it all goes sideways on him because Mm -hmm. he's afraid that the word of the murder is going to reach the king. He flees. The Israelites are not ready to follow him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he goes into a terrible darkness, and Mm -hmm. he is rejected. And that goes for about 40 years Mm -hmm. as he spends time in the wilderness of Midian Mm -hmm. to be called upon by the Lord to go back and to lead the people. Kind of like David being chased around in the wilderness by Saul. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And in seeking the Lord... The Lord is going to lead Moses. Uh, I, again, I get back to this deal about being in the in the darkness and in the valley of the shadow of death. But the rod and the staff of God, they're going to lead him. They led David. They led Moses. In fact, in Exodus chapter 4, verses 1 through 17, at the burning bush, the first thing that God asked Moses is, what is your hand? And it's a rod. And toss it down, it becomes the snake. Put your hand in your... Sure, bring it out, it's leprous, put it back in, it's healed. Um, Turning the water to blood, he's going to supply Aaron to be the mouthpiece for Moses. That every type of, sometimes we say it's an excuse, but every type of fear and anxiety that Moses had, the Lord answers, says, I'm going to lead you through it, okay? Yeah, his answer is, I'm going to be with you. Exactly, exactly. 
which which probably helps us understand why we get to this point where Moses is like, whoa, 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 whoa what do you mean you're not going to be with me? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. How are the nations going to know that we have your favor if you're not with us? Because all the promises began with, hey, I made excuses and your promise was you will be with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so Moses is asking that question later. That's that's some great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, here's a thing that I hope we recognize from this is that as David is writing this, he's not just writing a nice little meditation about what's going on in his life at that moment. What he is recognizing is that his life seems to be following a bit of a pattern. Yeah. It's a pattern that we can see in other people. And namely, he's calling to mind Moses. Moses, who sought the face of the Lord, who got covered in the rock, who was sheltered by the Lord. And God demonstrated his presence by the tent of meeting and this holy tent, which of course, which yeah. of course, all those callbacks are there in this Psalm house yep. of the Lord that, yeah. that David wants to dwell in like Moses mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. So what a, what a powerful, powerful thing. Anyway, thank you very much for listening in to text talk today. If you have any questions or maybe you see things a little bit differently, or maybe you're learning something else, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe you have some suggestions about how we can improve text talk. We'd love to hear that. Go ahead and send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Andrew, why don't you go ahead and wrap us up with a prayer? Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you, Lord, that we could open up Psalm 27 and read it and discuss it again. And Father, we appreciate that you care for your people. And Maybe we're going through some things today and we identify closer with a David or with a Moses because of the trials and the difficulties that we face. But help us, Father, to understand that you are there for us just as you were there for them. To lead us, we seek you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. And seeking the Lord, and the Lord is... (laughs) Hold on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. That's good. Where are we? Okay, we're... Yeah.